Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 54. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having a fantastic day. So we're doing something a little bit different, starting off the Kind of like that last last week was the year anniversary of the podcast show, so we're changing. We're now doing video, and unfortunately, our guest Finn Keller Webb has the guinea pig for this. So, Finn, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff. Pleasure to be on. Brilliant, and I'm really glad to have you on as well, my friend. So, Finn is an international coach and speaker, and he specialises in supporting high achievers to increase their courage so they can go after the things that they really want in life and business. So, Finn, can you tell us a little bit about your story that got you to this point today? Absolutely, Jeff. Well, my background really is working and helping people. I'm a an ex-teacher, and um, I did that for 11 years. Uh, loved it, but suddenly got to a point where I thought that, uh, there's something else calling me. So I retrained and um, as an Alexander Technique teacher and spent set up my own business and practice and was working with people. And it's kind of the mind-body um, department, really helping them to re-educate their, their bodies and partly their minds. And then uh, two years, nearly two years to the date, um, I've, I had to have fairly major back surgery. And uh, up to that point, things had been a little bit of a struggle. Two children under the age of three, living in a converted garage with my wife and two children, um, struggling financially and, and kind of at that point in life thinking, how did it all come to this and it was <laughs> um while i was recuperating lying plenty of hours on my back that i started to really delve into self-development books and and start start the search as i call it um because i got to that point where i re- realized that there was something more for me i wanted to find my purpose and i t- took my search initially outside of myself and then inwardly and realized I wanted to help other people who might be in similar positions, similar, similar circumstances, and embarked on this um, new career as a coach and as a speaker, hoping to inspire others and help them to discover the phenomenal potential that lies within all of us. And um, it's been a phenomenal journey on my behalf, and I feel I'm only just getting started. And I'm looking forward to you know, trying to get as many others to realize that there is so much more that they can experience in life and experience it through courage and self-belief and inspire themselves to become their own best leaders. Yeah, that's brilliant. As well, it's, courage is a big thing, isn't it, as well, because it, it can hold us back. That fear of either not jumping in and doing the things that we want to do, whether it's because it's just not perfect enough or whether it's because of what other people say to us. Fear has this uh, courage is such a, a requirement in order for us to succeed in life, isn't it? Absolutely. And and the thing that I realized was that uh, when, you, when you hear the word courage and you speak to other people, they think it exists at the extremes of human uh, endeavor and performance. And when you think about it, 
we display courage all the time, every single day, from having difficult little conversations with your partner, uh, your children. Um, it might even just be the courage to uh, get up in the morning because you really hate your job, but you know you've got to do it. Um, to the to the physical courage um, of doing things that you think you, your body can't really do, but you've got a, a goal, so you push yourself. Um, courage, everything starts with courage, you know, and what I'm trying to get to people to understand is that it's it's the little bits of courage that compound that disseminate the fear and focusing on courage instead of focusing on your fears really starts to weaken the grip that fear can hold on us yeah because it's that it's that other thing isn't it there's an there's an awful lot of people i know i'm sure you come across this as well where people will talk to you and there's kind of like that element where they're they're looking for the solution where fear is not involved, but anything that requires change and anything that requires, especially owning your own business, especially starting a new business and going on a different venture, anything that requires that shift outside your comfort zone requires you to have the courage to challenge that fear. Fear is always going to be an element of it, isn't it? Uh, absolutely. I mean, courage is not the absence of fear. Uh, I say courage is actually identifying your fear, confronting it, and then looking at the courageous qualities and resources that you have within you that are innate within all of us. And when you start focusing on those, the fear starts to change. And, you know, if you think about, you know, the courage you took when you learned to walk or ride a bicycle or ask somebody out on, the, on, their, on your first date, you know, that took huge courage. There's emotional courage, physical courage, mental courage, even spiritual courage. And we tend to overlook all of those examples that we have. And we've got hundreds of thousands of examples of courage in our memory banks. But we either ignore them, um, we're oblivious to them, we don't really give them the credit they deserve, and we don't nurture them. And when you start focusing on that and then building up that um those reservoirs of, of courage uh, and getting them to be more present in your day-to-day -day life, then the grip that fear has, which we are surrounded by all the time, starts to weaken. And, and when you have a when we when you can put your mind on 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 courageous uh, solutions and actions and thoughts and words, the grip that fear can have on us starts to weaken. Yeah, and for so, me, that's the key. Yeah. Okay. So, can you give me, um, can you give us some suggestions of how you can tap in more to those resources to to start to loosen that grip that fear may have on some of the the listeners? Because I know that the listeners have that. Because that's a question that I get asked quite a lot, which is one of the reasons why I wanted you on the show was because there is always this thing where there's that expectation where fear just needs to be eradicated, but that's not really how fear and courage sit with each other. So can you give us some examples of how you can start tapping in and building those resources? Yes. I mean, the first thing I would say to anybody is really sit down and examine your life and try um, and dredge up as many examples of courage that you can remember. And then ask your friends and your family, um, possibly even colleagues, can they think of any situations where you showed 
a bit of courage and 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 build up that evidence it's collating that evidence that you can then start going actually yes in that circumstance i did that that was courageous that took a bit of balls um and and then you can see well how can i use that again and if you recall that and you can use a bit of visualization and you could really start get a to get a sort of kinesthetic um, appreciation of what you achieved. A little example I sometimes use is that I used to play a lot of rugby and, you know, I just cast my mind back to certain games. And when I did something that, you know, inspired my teammates and I got a lot of feedback for, you know, and you felt that you'd fulfilled your part in the team, that's a physical courage and you think oh yeah yeah I, I had that that was you know he was two foot bigger than me and he was weighed <laughs> two, foot wider. Ten, <laughs> two foot wider and weighed 10 kgs more but you know i stood my ground and i tackled him yeah that's just that's just a, a, a quick example but when you think about what you achieved when you were at school or your first interview or did you get up and do a, a speech for you know a loved one at a birthday party or something and yes, you were nervous, but you did it because you were invested in that process and then start cultivating that. And it's about cultivating those daily um, examples of courage that then start to give you the ammunition to tackle your, your fears. And then the second part is then identify your fears, identify whether they are real or, um, or they're created in the mind because so often we we perceive to have fears, but they're not real. They, they're ones that we've adopted really from society or conditioning and break down your fears. And then you go, right, I can tackle that. That's, and I've got evidence that I've overcome that in the past. So that's what I suggest to people, focus on your courage, identify your fears, and then look at the examples you have that you can start to, to uh, dismantle those, those fears. Yeah, it's a really good example. So I suppose, and I suppose, is the rugby player is a great metaphor for certain challenges, especially in business, because sometimes you are going to come up to those challenges. It does feel like you're against those big prop forwards who are just going to completely annihilate you. And but you can stand your ground, and you may lose a little bit of ground, but if you keep on persevering and you keep on moving forward, you'll break the line. And also that that brilliant idea of using using situations and, and experiences that you've already done to to do the courageous one. I know there's a one that I often use about people when they want to feel confident and courageous is it's riding a bike. You know, when we first got on a bike, we're nervous as hell about what the heck's going on. But we did it. And, you know, once you ride a bike, you never forget. But it's it's getting onto that thing and understanding that, okay, it's just this process. And we have this you know, an awful lot, and I'm and I'm guilty of it when I'm challenging myself. Is is to create the scenarios that, as you say, don't exist. Like the and one of the good ones is is when I'm working with um, holistic practitioners, is before they've even worked with the clients, they've already identified the ones that are going to be the the awkward clients. So they're, they're already saying, well, these are the ones that I don't want to work with, and well, these people are going to say this, and it's like, well, how do you know? because you haven't actually physically worked with anyone yet. So all you're doing is is creating that expectation of that's going to happen. And then that fear is stopping you actually from doing the things that you need to do in order to get that thing off the ground or in order to do that. And I suppose one another question I want to ask you is, is, is perfectionism 
a form of fear? I, I think definitely. I think it's uh, I think it's an excuse that we use when we're faced with fear, and um, it's kind of identifying the the role of the perfectionist in you, and it's kind of also trying to overcome your your own um, identity and your own challenges because from my experience yes there's things that I have set out to do and I've got waylaid because I didn't think I could do them well enough and what is that what's that all about is that is that a fear of of not succeeding is it a fear of um not living up to expectations whose expectations are those um and, and just breaking it down really and i think the thing about courage is you've really got to come at it from a, a point of authenticity because the more you understand yourself the more you can stand up and go this is who i am this is what i believe these are my strengths these are my areas that i need to improve on it kind of gives you that um that grounding that foundation to go right this is who i am because it, it, a lot of people can um display courage but it's false and it's bravado and it comes it can it can get them so far but it can quickly come tumbling down again so if you can identify your own courage from your own point of a, a, an identity a self identity that you feel congruent with then what you find, I think, is that your courage and your confidence and your self-belief, it builds quickly uh, because you've got certainty. Um, and it's the same with fear. You know, a lot of fears, I think, are wrapped up in, um, certainly for me, they were wrapped up in this whole identity issue of who was I tr really? And, and that compounds that issue of fear against courage and so on. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, and it's it's so I suppose to some extent, would you say it's almost it's understanding that mild, mindfulness act as well? It's becoming aware of what is going on in ourselves in order for us to truly be able to deal with and confront the fears that are actually presenting themselves rather than, you know, I always remember Jack Canfield talking about where we're diamonds when we're born. And as we go through life, all we keep doing is, is adding horse manure around it and compacting it, and then in order to hide that, we put nail varnish on it to make it look pretty, where actually really what we need to do is is we just need to remove the, the crap that's gone on in our lives and and reveal the diamond. And I suppose that that crap from some extent, um, graphical I know, um, but is that is that all of the excuses, all of the the limitations and the, and the, the things that hold us back from moving forward? I think that's the probably for me. I say to people, the most courageous thing you can do is to dig deep, dig down, and find out who you are. You know, and and bring forth that vulnerability, because uh, being vulnerable takes being vulnerable takes a lot of courage, but the benefits are phenomenal. And then from there, you can really break through into the other side because you don't have to keep asking yourself that question or that internal dialogue kind of tends to go away of, you know, is this the right thing? What am I doing? You know, am I being authentic? You just, you come from a place of knowing. And, um, and I think that's really important. And I mean, for me, it's just 
you know, that's my my personal journey is all about trying to get to the next layer of who I truly am, that authenticity, because that that then I know I can take the next step forward without having to look back. And getting to that point is actually you lose a lot of the the extraneous sort of levels of fear that you've built up about you know, what people think and what they might be saying and all the assumptions and all that. And it's, and I really admire people who have that in them from, from word go, you know, this is me. Don't care what I, what you think or say, and this is what I want out of life. And I never had that. And so that was, that's what I really like. want to help people get to is go. Once you identify that, you know, you will, you will take off you will really take off and you must have really seen some shifts when you see people tap into that you can almost you almost must see that 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 well probably on many many different levels that transition through to oh now i get it it's part partly acceptance and partly of acknowledgement and then okay let's let's keep on moving forward and that momentum drive that you were talking about before Absolutely, and and you know that word momentum that just picks up. It's like a wheel suddenly starting to roll downhill, um, and but you can see it in people. You know when you really tap into what they really are passionate about, what they really believe about, what they want to create, or who they really are, how they would like things to be, they can you can see them come alive, and. That's the key, and then you've got to get them to identify that and and um, connect with that. Um, and there's a question I always ask them. You know, when you're making these decisions about how your life, how you want your life to change, or uh, whether it's personal or health or career, business, financial, how, what's the courageous attitude and approach you can take? Because I, we all have a bottom line. And we assume our bottom line is actually a lot higher than it really is. And that the, the perspective is always skewed by societal influences, um, our friends and family. And really, if you are prepared to really um, take a step for what you want from life, we too often go, I can't do that because our bottom line is too close to our reality. Whereas in fact, you know, the worst case scenario is it's not. As long as my attitude is, is if you're living and you're breathing and you're up the next day and, you know, your loved ones are cared for, there's a lot you can achieve. So become solution orientated. Focus on what you could achieve if you took that action. How is it going to benefit you, your family, society? Um, and it's just, it's just those subtle shifts in perspective. So I'm really excited about this new exclusive and intimate membership I am launching to celebrate the one year birthday of the show. It's a hybrid combining the benefits of masterminding and group coaching, as well as so much more. It really is stacked full of additional fantastic bonus content. If you're looking for a highly supportive group, that will hold you accountable to achieve your goals and assist you to take your life to the next level, this is the community for you. It's called the Success IQ Alliance and it is only open to 10 people. That's right, only 10 people. 
If you'd like to be one of those 10, then head over to the Facebook page and register your interest. There is an application process so I can make sure that only the right people become part of this exclusive community. Join this transformational community and start creating that exceptional life today. Visit facebook.com forward stroke success IQ podcast to get all the information you're looking for. Okay, so the first question is, how much time a week do you spend on self-development? Now, that will include physical, mental, and spiritual development. Um, it, it, it varies, uh, um, but I spend um, a portion of every single day on self-development, um, whether it's uh, mental, physical. Um, I'll read something every day. I'll I'll journal a little bit every day. I try to um, meditate every single day, and that's that's been a huge part of my life for the last two years. It, it's really helped me um, connect with who I truly am. So yeah, I, I I'm I'm committed. I'm a, I, I read very little apart from self development books. Um, so committed to it every week. Brilliant. Okay, fantastic. Okay, question number two is, what is your favourite personal development book and why? It kind of tends to be the one I'm reading at, at, the, at, the, at the moment. <laughs> yeah, at the time, um, which you've probably heard before. I, I, I will say one thing. Um, I, I read Jack Canfield's book, um, The Success Principles, and that had a major influence on me. It I think was in the, is it the first principle is you know take responsibility, and I bounced around with that idea um, for 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 weeks and months and and still it's kind of at the core of what I say to myself is how can I take more responsibility for myself and it was those words of his that got me to start looking at myself to change my circumstances instead of looking at my circumstances. And um, so th that was a pivotal, a pivotal in in my sort of um, career change and and, um, and life journey, really. And I suppose the other one I'm really loving at the minute is um, you know awaken the giant within, because I believe everybody has a giant within them. And um, fantastic, fantastic book by Tony Robbins. Yeah, brilliant, excellent. Okay, question number three is what is your favorite app? Because I know you can never get enough apps, especially when you talk to me. The uh, you're you're the app king, Jeff. Um, <laughs> um, I would have to say, hands down, my favourite app is Headspace.com because um, that that started me. I toyed with uh, with meditation for years, and that really helped me get into meditation. And I, I think the way it's put together is is fantastic, and it it's it's a I, I love that tool. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, it's one of those apps where you wish you'd come up with it yourself. Is it? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, and to be honest, I, you know, I recommend it to a lot of people. I've, I've a lot of people and clients. I, I one of, part of my coaching programs. I say you've got to get into some sort, some form of mindfulness, because I think uh, it's so vital. Yeah, I met the I met the mother of the creator of Headspace at a. Um, oh, really? Yeah, at a, an event I was speaking at in Epsom. Um, wow. Very cool, very cool lady. Um, but yeah, so she just went, well, you know Headspace? My son 
created that. I was like, oh, that is just so cool. So short world, (laughs) small world, short, 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 whatever that one came from. But yeah, so there's a little of useless general knowledge. Um, Okay, question number four is what is your biggest business mistake and what did it teach you? Well, let's put it this way. I'm making mistakes all the time. And I've realized that in order for me to grow my vision, I need to be prepared to make mistakes. Um, I think the biggest mistake I made was trying not to make mistakes. And, and that and that held me back. And I kind of sat on that um, procrastination, it won't work, uh, what if it doesn't happen like I think it should happen. And it, I was just, I was kind of, I was like a rabbit in the headlights. Um, and, you know, we talked in the early days and you, you were very uh, supportive um, when I was still starting out. And the, I can I can think back to some of those conversations where you were just going, you can do this, you can go for it. And it was, oh, the fear of making mistake. Because that had been, that's kind of been part, that was my part of my baggage growing up, you know, petrified of making mistakes and doing the wrong thing, trying to be, do the right thing all the time. And um, yeah, I, I've just really embraced that idea of, you know, if if I make a mistake, that's fine, I've learned. And I made a howler last, just last week with um, a client and I had to backpedal very quickly. I put it all right very quickly, but I'll tell you what, I've learned from it and I won't make that mistake again. So uh, just don't be scared of making mistakes. That's what I would say. Yeah, brilliant. Excellent. Okay. So question number five is what are your challenges in balancing life and work and how do you manage them? So you're a bit further on than me, Jeff, with children and um, and this is not unique to many people, but uh, that that I have a strong need to... to um, to be around as much as I possibly can for my children at, at this age. Um, the Jesuits believe that between naught and seven is when children are formed and, and learnt, uh, learn the most. And I'm as an ex-teacher, I'm very, very um, mindful of that. So, yes, I, you know, challenge, uh, the challenge of balancing your family life, your your personal life with your, your spouse, um, Satisfying your clients as well is a difficult one. Um, I don't get it right, um, but what I try and do is I, I try and divide my time up according to my priorities, and um, they 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 change constantly. So I, it's 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 a it's an art that I'm um, a student of. Yeah, and um, it's a constant state of flow, really, isn't it's it? It's a constant state of flow, and I've I've tried lots of things. I've tried rigid time setting, and um, got frustrated when that didn't work. So another mistake. Um, but yes, I th- I think it's it's about it's about having your priorities in that are important to you, and then and then you work around that. So you know you have a have a rough a rough schedule. I try and um, prioritize time for my business around my family because my family come first. And and that's what I try to do. Yeah, brilliant. Okay. So question number six, I think it is, is what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out? Advice for an entrepreneur. 
I would say to them that leave no stone unturned um, in discovering what lies within you. So find all the resources, the support, the, the advice, the insight that you can possibly get to help you release the creative genius that is in all of us. Because I'm, I just so passionately believe that if somebody just said, I'm going to go for it, you know, even if it was a failure, if it, even if it didn't work, the, the learning, the adventure, the excitement, the experience, um, the self-knowledge you would gain in that, that, that journey, that adventure, would stand you in such massive stead. And think of their knowledge or what you could pass on to, to others as a result of that. So I'd say really look within, really look within first, because it's about that not looking, needing resources, but having resourcefulness. I don't know who's, I've forgotten who said that. No, um, I can't, but it's a good one. Yeah. 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 I can't remember. And it's I, probably like Dick, uh, Brian Tracy or Zig Ziglar or someone like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 But I think a lot of people start and they, they think, oh, you know, I need this, I need that, I need that. But in fact, a lot of the resources are within us. So yeah. uh, that, that like would be that. my advice. Yeah, I like that. I love that. Okay, question number seven is, what is your definition of success? Definition of success. I've had many over the over the last few years. and um, But you know what? I, I've, my definition of success is, and this is one I've kind of um, gleaned from um, Derek Mills, um, the 10 second philosophy. And it's for me personally, it's um, releasing my inner creativity, genius, whatever you want to call it, and trying to maximize that for the benefit of others. Um, that, that would kind of be my um, my definition of success because for me it says something about uh, I love adventure and I love freedom and I'd be living towards those ideals but I also feel that if I didn't if I settled for um, less then I wouldn't be able to inspire my children and, and show them that you know you can lead yourself and that kind of motivates me so and I I just say it to everybody it's, for me it's about trying to make the most of what I've got and um and help as many people along the way as possible yeah i love that i think it's it's um you're quite similar to me in the sense is i believe it's my an obligation of mine to make sure that kids don't settle for what for the what ifs you know because that's what society or that's what so-and-so says you should do it's going after those things with you know, doing the things that people say that's just not possible and seeing if it is and just making sure that when you when you go through your life, you've, you collect some amazing stories, whether they be failures or successes, but that ability to have those six stories and go, do you know, I did this, didn't work, but God, I had an amazing time trying to see if it did or you know, I went to I went to these different parts of the world or whatever just to see. I think that's... I think for me, as a the way I look at it is as a father, that's my obligation to my kids to make sure they don't settle for second best, to always strive. And who knows what 
they go to achieve. But I think is if because the other thing is is obviously as parents we have that responsibility to pass that attitude on to countless other generations down the line that maybe we weren't given through our through our parents and their parents. Absolutely, and it's that for me it's that you know um, that idea that. You know, I got given this amazing gift called life. Um, there have been parts of it that I've wasted. There have been parts of it that I kind of, I don't regret, but think, oh, I could have done things differently. But I want to live it on my terms now. And um, and I want to live it as my true self. And, from, you know, that's what I really want to pass on to kids. You know, it's there's so much noise around us. And, um, it, you know, I think if you can... You can, you can stand up and really identify to to the world who you are, what you stand for, and um, and help help others while you're doing it. Then, you know, what more can you really ask for? You know, forget about all the all the material things around it. Um, yes, they, they are they they do play a role, but I think the core values of who you are and um, and how you show up are are just are key. Yeah, brilliant. No, fantastic. Okay, so question number eight is the life lesson question. So, Finn, you get a chance to pick a number between one and fifty. Whatever number it lands on, we will discuss and and see. And you are happy to disagree with them because it's a life lesson. So we'll see what it threw up to you, with you. Okay, so. so my I'll have to go. With my favorite number is six. Six. And it features it features strongly in my date of birth, and um, yeah, so six is my favourite number. I'll go for six. Excellent. Number six is let go of the crap. Let go. So yeah, go of the crap. So so as you know, realistically, I don't and think we have to really. Because it's a six, I get a double throw. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so really, it's 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 what you said is it's having, it's kind of like what this whole conversation has been about. It's having that courage to let go of the things that have held you back in the past. It's to it's to let those. It's kind of like in my head. It's kind of like to go those people that have have held you back. Those people that have said stuff to you. Just kind of like go. Do you know what? That's your issue. Let's just move on forward and follow and follow your. I guess your life path, because I know for me is probably in an unconscious way, I was steered down a certain route in my career because my my fam, my parents and everything may have thought that that was the best option for me because of how I struggled at school. So that's what I did. I went to work for family members because I grew up thinking I didn't have the intelligence to work for anyone else. So therefore, the next thing is, is to work for family members. And it wasn't until I was ill and came out the other side and I went, do you know what? That's just not going to work for me anymore. I need to do. And, and despite the hell I went through, my illness has also been one of the most thought provoking, life changing, unbelievable experiences, but on a positive side, not only a negative on a positive side that's allowed me to go, okay, you know, I can be more, I can achieve more. I'm not what it is. And I had to let go of a lot of the crap that was holding me back in order to move forward. Absolutely. The, the, the thing I find uh, or I found was that, you know, I heard this thing of let go of the crap, let go of the crap. And, um, 
you know, and I'd often say to clients when I was, you know, in my Alexander practice, you know, just let go of your, your, your arm and your leg and so on. And it's, it's a difficult thing to do. And people, I think people hear that let go and expect it to happen straight away. It's a process. It's a journey. And I've come to realize that now. Um, my thing is, um, I can let go. I can't forget, but I can forgive. And it was when I started to cultivate that forgiving attitude that the, the forgetting didn't seem so dominant in my mind. And you know, I, I, a bit like you, I, I struggle with that whole intelligence thing. But what I realized is that you know, there's more to intelligence than what we are fed. Um, there's, you know, emotional intelligence is, is massive. And uh, growing up when I was, when we were growing up, you know, emotional intelligence kind of hadn't really been invented yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> and, it hadn't. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you think, oh, so, the, the, you know, it's, it's not all about um, what we, we're experienced, but that plays a part. And I think letting go of the crap is, is, is vital. But you got to understand it. You know, it's a process, and you've got to engage with it. Um, and uh, that's that's just a, a continuing part of of um, my story and your story. I, I assume. As yeah, well. and and for transparency, I am I am I am very good at forgiving myself in whatever problems I've done. I find it, and and sort of letting go of some of the stuff that that's kind of like stuck on me, kind of like thing. I am still working through the forgive others element. Um, yeah. I do find that difficult. Um, it obviously depending on the situation it is, but there's a there's a, it's a process that I'm still working through, and I'm sure one day it will happen. But I do find it really hard to forgive others, and I know that it's a it's a it's a two way street. So even though I can forgive myself, there's still stuff that I'm clinging on to with from other people, how they've affected me, that at this present moment in time, I guess whether it's I'm just not ready or it's percolating, ready to release, who knows? But it is it is a challenge that I find very difficult um, because I want to be able to practice. I want to be able to practice it. It's just for some reason it just... You know, you just think you're just about to let go, and then it just grips on with sheer, <laughs> sheer determination. I'm not letting go. It's, it's like, like it's like a claw. Yeah, it's like a you take trying to take a child's rattle away from it or something. It just yeah. it has this grip that defies humans human strength. Logic, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's something for you. We can we can process stuff mentally, and we can kind of process stuff. Um, emotionally to a degree but those memories those it lies in the visceral memory of the body so you can't just you, it's not just about expunging it from from the gray cells uh, and your emotional heart but it's also about letting it you know s you know drain out of your visceral memory and that can take time because it's been built up over so many years and um you know, I just always, I always just heard this, you just forget and forgive and move on and just move on and move on. And I just like, it's like banging my head against a brick wall. I, go, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. And it was only when I started, started making peace with myself that I could actually start going, actually, I can start 
this process of of um, forgiving and um, and letting go. Yeah, I think as well as for me, one of the challenges I have is it's for me it's also fuel to keep moving forward. So I've I've kind of like I've kind of like used it as a way to go. I'll show them, and and there's an element where I need to learn to find another channel that allows me to to use energy in a more positive way than a than the well it's not it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a double it's a side of the same coin really it's it's trying to do that and it is and it as you say visceral is a very is very is is very much how it feels you know when i when i when i think about it i i physically my body gets prepared to fight you know that's sure. what it feels like and it's yes. it's a really interesting way it's that dynamic, it feels isn't it? it is i mean and it's i've spent hours and hours and hours trying to you know, pick it apart and break it apart. But actually it's breaking the part that's part of the problem. It's I've just got to learn to kind of like go, okay, that's how I feel. You move on, but it's a process and it's just, you know, as it, as it chips and chips and chips away, then we'll see what, we'll see what that comes from. Well, as the older, the older you get, hopefully the wiser we become. And with Indeed. that wisdom comes new tools and new strategies yeah. and new yeah. um, insights. Indeed. So something to a, look forward to. Indeed. A very <laughs> diplomatic response, Finn. Very good. So, so Finn, can you um, take this opportunity to give us a little bit more information about what... Hello, someone's coming in. It's like that advert from the politicians. It so is. You haven't gotten a nanny. This is going to go on Facebook. It's going to go viral. <laughs> <laughs> so so can you um just share with us how people could find out more about you um or anything that you have or how they Certainly. can sort of connect so um all, all the stuff i do is um on uh, fincolorweb.com uh, so www.fincolorweb.com and i run um six month and 12 month um transformational programs with people and individuals and really, what I'm trying to do is to help cultivate greater courage for life and success and help people uh, become their courageous true selves. And um, I do a lot of stuff uh, on um, cultivating courage. And I daily, daily videos um, posted to YouTube and on my site and on Facebook. And it's those, it's teaching people that when they start cultivating courage, daily exercises, daily mindsets, that the shift starts to happen. And they can let go of the, here's that word again, let go of the fear, but it starts to change their mind orientation. And um, creating workshops and uh, online programs coming um, out uh, later in the year. So all the information, please just get in touch uh, on fincolorweb.com and um, love just to chat through any uh, challenges you have. And hopefully we can inspire some uh, massive shifts because everybody has magnificence within them. And there's that phenomenal potential that is just waiting to be unleashed for the greater good. No, that's brilliant. And I highly recommend you taking the time to watch his videos, the um, Courage Cultivators, because they are brilliant. Um, so, Finn, thanks very much for taking the time and joining me on the show. It's been a great 
pleasure having you and i just want to wish you the greatest success jeff thank you very much indeed for having me it's been fantastic to talk to you So first of all, just let me say a massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know that you're out there listening. And it's great to have the emails that I get from you with suggestions about the show and what you think about the show. That's really nice. Really does help me make the show even better. If you'd like to find out more about me and the types of services I offer or my social media links, then please visit www.jeffnicholson.uk. You can also join us on the Facebook page. Just search for Success IQ Podcast. And that's a new page that we've put up that I'm trying to grow and develop. So you can tune in and find us on other stations such as Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and of course, iTunes. And if you have the time, it would be great if you could pop over there, leave a rating, leave a review, because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm really looking for. So just to say, I hope you have a fantastic week. I wish you the greatest success and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Take care.